What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Simon Valley, Simon's Valley Trip Podcast, episode 20, number 20. Today, talking about letter D, the big D. So today on the letter D, we're going to talk about dedication, about dynamic stretching, and about dare. We're going to have a playlist. The dynamic stretching is going to be the the workout for this episode. We're going to have a playlist. We're also going to have a recipe. It's going to be dates with dark chocolate today. And the last word of the day is death. So let's get to it. Dedication. Well, dedication is defined as the quality of being committed to a task or a purpose. Another definition of dedication is the act of consecrated an altar or a temple or other sacred building. So, what more sacred than our bodies? What more sacred than our own minds. It's the most, there are the, they are the most sacred possessions that we have. So why is it so hard to dedicate or commit to taking care of ourselves a little better? To eat and better and healthier, to exercise and more, or at least exercise on a regular basis, and feed in our brains with the proper information so that we can have a balanced mind. Especially nowadays, as consumers, as massive and sometimes compulsive consumers in our society, it's not only what we consume as fuel, you know, like food, drinks, but what we consume on social media, what we consume on TV, on our computers, and what effect is that having in our minds, in our balance? Is that helping or is that instead um, hindering our quality of life? We dedicate so much time and effort to certain things, to certain aspects of life, but in in a very imbalanced way. For example, how important is the God that we believe in, that we pray to, that we adore, and how much time we dedicate trying to preach His words, His teaching, etc.? How much time do we dedicate in church, but at the same time, we dedicate, we can be dedicating our lives to hurting people that don't share our beliefs or to pushing them away just because they have a different belief or they pray to a different God. How relevant is which color or which party we vote for 
if we're going to dedicate our lives to attacking and insulting those who oppose our political ideology. How important is a fucking video game that it leads us to dedicate so much time and isolates us from our family and alienates us from reality? And how in this model of society can we dedicate so much time so much effort, so much of our life, chasing just money. While your kids are growing up without guidance, without love, without compassion, your spouse longs for a hug, a kiss, attention, quality time, and you're just go, 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 more money, more money, more money, more money, more money. Like Bob Marley said, money is made up of what? It's numbers. And numbers are infinite. It doesn't end. So if you're going to be chasing money all your life, you're never going to end that chase. You're never going to set down. You're never going to settle and say, all right, this is enough. And I want you to understand that we get to a certain point in life where we really don't have to keep killing ourselves, especially when it is for money. That's just plain greed. I know people like to define themselves as uh, workaholics, but those people really, I highly doubt that they have balance in their life. Much of, uh, many of them probably have troubles at home. Their kids don't listen to them because you're probably a fucking stranger to them if you're in meetings and traveling all the time or on your computer or on your phone trying to build up your business and you never have time for them. Your spouse is probably so estranged because of the fact that you guys never have quality time because you guys never have time together because why you're always chasing 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 the money and in some cases nowadays it's not just one of the heads of the family chasing that money it's both of them and it's not that they're chasing it together like some people are able to build businesses with their spouse some people don't some people have different careers so now imagine if you have a father that's a ceo of a company and your mother is a doctor how much time are you spending with your parents as a kid you know how many kids in this country are raised by nannies by maids and by their care providers at daycare because their parents don't have time for them. What's going to happen to those kids when they are teenagers and they need to talk to you about the changes that are happening in their bodies, their changes that are happening in their minds, all that hormone craziness that's going through them 
if you're dedicating your life to just go and get more money, make more money, 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 money. How can we dedicate so much time to meaningless shit, but not have 30 minutes a day to sit down and hang out with your kids, sit down and play with your kids? And if you don't have kids yet, how can you not dedicate 30 minutes a day to exercising or reading or listening to an audiobook while you exercise? Two birds, one stone. Boom. We dedicate so much time on making excuses, pointing the blame at something or someone else instead of being insightful and mindful enough to accept our shortcomings. We dedicate so much time to making excuses, not taking the blame for what we have done or not done. If you dedicate your life or four, five years of your life to smoking weed, playing video games, and eating junk food, how do you think your health is going to be after those five years, four or five years? How do you think your body is going to feel? What have you fed your brain throughout those four or five years? Because it happens. It happens. People get seriously addicted to video games. They dedicate their fucking life to video games. While their friends are going out, making new friends, having fun, studying, achieving stuff, they're locked in there in a fucking dark room, playing video games, 10, 12 hours a day, smoking weed, eating junk food, arguing with a kid that's in fucking Croatia where you're playing here in California, playing online, arguing with some 12-year-old while you're a 23, 25-year-old guy. Just... Dedicating your life to waste. You're wasting your life. You got to dedicate your life to improve, to get better, to be healthier, to add not only years to your life, but life to those years that you have ahead of you. You got to get up from that fucking chair. You got to get up from that couch. You got to move. You got to do something. You got to read. You got to nurture your brain. You got to listen to positive things. You got to stop watching those nonsense, all those fucking nonsense videos on YouTube and that are rolling on social media every single day. Look for the positive. Dedicate your life to the positive and positive things will come to you. If you live in the negative and you dedicate yourself to bringing yourself down, to making excuses, and even if you make bad decisions, you always have the opportunity to get up and get back at it. But you got to stop projecting and blaming someone or something else, and you have to be introspective 
dedicate a little bit of time into looking at yourself. Not only physically, but if you look at yourself physically in the mirror, try that. Yeah, just strip naked. Look at yourself in the mirror. What don't you like about your body? Your arms too thin? Do some pull-ups and push-ups. Your legs too skinny? Start doing some squats and some calf lifts. You got no booty? A million booty workouts on the internet. Just try one at least. Dedicate some time to yourself. Also within. What are you feeding your brain? Just Instagram posts, YouTube videos. Grab a fucking book. Go and get John Joseph's PMA, the PMA effect, positive mental attitude. Go and get Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Go and get a book by Jocko Willink. Something by Tim Ferriss. Somebody that's out there putting up positive things. Dedicate yourself to cultivating a better you. Little by little, plant the seed. And then, let it grow. Let it grow and see how you grow with it in all aspects of life. Physically, mentally, emotionally, your life will just get better and better. But you have to show dedication. Dedication to improve. Dedication to getting better. Dedication to being responsible. Dedication to being accountable for your shortcomings. Dedicate yourself to stop making excuses. Dedication. Dedication. Commitment. Do it. Do it. Do it. So let's switch to uh, dynamic stretching. So according to greatest.com, and that is G-R-E-A-T-I-S-T.com, dynamic stretching literally means stretching while you're moving or moving as you stretch. And it is ideal as uh, a warm-up routine, right? Why? Because it activates the muscles that you will be using during your workout, improves range of motion, improves body awareness. As you know, when you're moving, as you stretch, your balance and your coordination are going to be challenged. So it has a lot to do with your stabilizers and uh, strong core. And it's always going to enhance your muscular, muscular performance and your power. I'm going to place uh, a link on the Instagram post for the full body dynamic warm-up from greatest.com. And that warm-up, just in case if you don't want to visit the link, I'll put some pictures too. It includes a lunge with a twist, knees to chest, the high kicks, a hip stretch with a twist, 
T push-ups and jump squats and jump lunges, which they are considered a little bit more. Um, they're more so-called advanced plyometrics, but they're very good as um, dynamic stretching exercises, especially squats. You know, in the squats, when you really get low, you're really getting to stretch your hips and then create explosion on the way up, firing hamstrings, I mean uh, quads, glutes, and um, abs. And on the lunges, leg forward, you stretch the hamstring, the leg that stays back with that dip, stretching the hip as you get lower, and the quad of the leg that is... uh, on the back combined with a yoga flow I think it's a great warm-up routine and it can also be used as a post-workout cool down you can start from your sun salutations and then incorporate that dynamic stretching a couple of dynamic stretching uh, movements to help your body get deeper into each stretch that can allow the muscles not only to lengthen, but to relax a little bit more. It improves the blood supply for those target muscles, and it creates that sense of release. It's kind of like you're letting um, your joints breathe. You're creating breathing space or opening of the connective tissue around your joints. So try it out. Give it a try out as a warm-up, and then... The cool down, it's when I think you should try to incorporate the a little, like a, a gentle yoga flow so you can get deeper into the stretches now that you have used those muscles for, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes, whatever, however long your, your workout lasted. But check those, uh, those links and those pictures i'll probably try to put a video on the social media post also so you can have a better guidance or a better idea of what you will be doing <clears throat> now there's something um changing now to um the word dare there's something that it kind of relates a little bit to one of the words from the last episode, the comfort, the word comfort and the the comfort zone. People don't want to step out of it. It's very hard to get people to step out of it. It's very hard for people to take some challenges, even knowing, especially when they know it's going to be like an uphill challenge or most likely a lesson that you don't want to learn because you're going to get you're going to be defeated and that's something that I learned the it took me a while to really accept it when I when I started training jiu-jitsu but the more and more 
I went to classes and to train and practice, I realized, well, and there's a, a social media post about this, I think Mr. Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram posted it. Uh, it says, it's your duty as a white belt to get your ass kicked. And it's it's funny because when I went to my first class, I got, of course, submitted repeatedly by everybody. And we had a couple of blue belts, a couple of purple belts, and, of course, our instructor's uh, black belt. And I remember having this silly idea that on the second or third class, my instructor was not going to catch me again and I was going to survive. And boy, was I fucking wrong. And then when you go to classes and you're, you're like the own, your white belt colleagues, your white belt peers submit you to, that's when it hits and you're like, Am I wasting my fucking time here? I'm not learning. And jiu-jitsu is very complicated. Jiu-jitsu really teaches you that there's always space for growth. There's always space for learning. But you have to go out there. You have to put the time and you have to dare to take those risks, especially when you're rolling with the higher belts because that's the only way that you're really going to improve your technique and you're going to improve as a person because a lot of times you're going to try a lot of stuff on your the the upper belts that it's not going to work not necessarily because you're doing it wrong but because they have a little bit more knowledge and they know the counters to some moves that you still don't know. But that's where the beauty of it is. Because when they shut down your game, now you know a couple of techniques to shut down someone else's game. But you have to dare to go out there and test yourself and try stuff that you've been working on. Whether it's on white belts that at are your same level, white belts that are already more advanced than you, and blue, purple, brown, even though you're surviving most of the times. When you are rolling, especially when the higher belts, you have to do something. You have to dare to try. And once you get caught, you, oh, and you, you can always ask. You ask, like, oh, what happened? Did I leave my hand a little bit? Yeah, you stretch your arm, you left it out there, boom, I grab it, arm bar. Or you put yourself in this position, so I transition to the back, and I choked you. Oh, okay, try not to do that again. But you have to dare, right? You have to be risky. If you, there's no risk, there's no reward. So in order to become more effective, not only in jiu-jitsu, but in life and everything, you have to risk. You have to Get out of that comfort zone and create create your own zone. Like in not only in jiu-jitsu, but in a lot of in a lot of aspects of life, in athletics, in music, in cooking, whatever it is. If you think inside the box, 
you're probably going to have a nine to five job. When you think outside the box, you can open so many more possibilities. As a musician, if you just learn the minor scale and that's all you play and you don't try to do anything else, people are going to learn every single thing that you play because it has no variation. You have to risk to play a sour note to see how it not only how it sounds but how it feels everything in life is about feel if you're a cook and you're only cooking by recipes on a fucking book eventually you're gonna get tired of that shit it doesn't matter how good it can taste to other people it's not going to feel good for you to cook like that when I cook, it's all I percentage. Why? Because that's how I saw my mom, my aunties, and my grandmothers cook. It was all I percentage. It was like, look at it, do your estimate in your mind, combined um, ingredients that are probably not supposed to make sense for great flavor. But that's where it is. You you get risky. You try it. Hey, it might taste like shit, but it might taste good. You know, take a one thing I recommend if you like to cook, take a look at. Um, and I know this kind of contradicts um, what I said before about uh, cooking recipes and cooking books, but just take a look at a couple of recipes from Indian in Moroccan cuisine and look at the kind of elements and ingredients that they combine because every time that I go and eat Indian food or Moroccan food I'm like holy shit how can this taste so fucking good and then you read or you ask for the the recipe and they tell you oh I combine cilantro with ginger and cinnamon and pistachio and you're like what the fuck that sounds like a recipe for a disaster and it's actually a recipe for fucking blissful food not only delicious but it looks so beautiful and when you sit down and you see the combination of all those ingredients the colors that are in the food you're like oh let's get down Let's chow down, and once you taste it, you're whoo, you get fucking high, baby. It's orgasmic. Food is like that, and everything should be like that, right? Music. Why Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, Slash, Stevie Ray, all those great guitar players, Tom Morello. Like, if you guys follow um, Tom Morello and you know a little bit of the history of how he came up with those sounds that are so particular that every time you listen to a riff whether it is from rage from audio slave or from prophets of rage you just have to listen to the riff once and you know it's tom morello he took risks with a shitty amp that he had with the only pedals that he had and he started Combining, combining ingredients, ingredients that are not supposed to make sense. And then 
he started improving his technique and then he created a sound and that's what separates his music from other people and that's what makes us unique the amount of risk the amount of dare that we have right so you got to be risky risk enough to get out of that comfort zone risk so you can feel free free of excuses you know going back to when i talked about dedication a couple of minutes ago dare to look at yourself in the mirror and see what's wrong with you right your arms are too skinny start working out your legs are too skinny start working out your abs are not defined start working out and start eating better abs are made more in the kitchen it matters more what you eat than the amount of sit-ups and crunches that you're going to be doing people still don't understand that shit you know dare to get out of this comfort zone that's filled with laziness and excuses and complacent feelings and conformity and especially no movement there has to be movement when there's no revolution there's no movement there's no drive there's no energy that comfort zone it's a fucking drag drag of no progress every day the same shit nothing changes just going through the motions we turn numb in the comfort zone nothing excites us we establish a daily daily routine and we follow it to the t you got to dare to risk it all and go for it give it your all even if it costs you everything but as you do it you will feel it right you will overcome your biggest hurdle that biggest hurdle your fucking self you got to dare to stop eating junk food you got to dare to stop drinking soda you got to dare to invest in yourself and dedicate to yourself you got to dare to be yourself and no one else you got to dedicate yourself to being yourself you got to dare to be the best you got to dare to challenge yourself you got to risk a lot but by doing that you're letting go of the coziness of the steadiness of monotony you're saying bye to hours of sitting on the couch watching TV and eating your fucking life away you're saying no 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 to junk food and sodas and excess of drugs and alcohol you're leaving an unmotivated slob behind and that's what you got to do because if you keep living like this it's not it's not going to be very pretty and in a blink of an eye you're going to realize that you just dedicated your life to boxing yourself
And the last word of the day. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mentioned the recipe for uh, today. It's dates with dark chocolate. I'm not going. It's pretty easy. I'm going to write it down on the social media post so you guys can make it. But it's basically just chopping some dates. And uh, if you can, you can uh, just slice or shave uh, the chocolate on top and just go for it. Two other two elements that really don't seem to to combine, but they do. And I tried this in um, we tried it in Morocco when I went with uh, my wife and, and my daughters. We had dates with dark chocolate, and man, it blew our fucking mind. And now we go to the last word. Death. So death defined as the end of life. Probably the scariest word or one of the most impactful words ever. Death means it's gone. It's gone and it's gone forever. There's no return. Death is the end of everything. Darkness, void, just pitch black. But death can be positive too. The death of the old you, of the lazy you, of the steady you. The death of the excuses for not exercising or not eating healthy. The death of bad habits. The death of stagnation. Just fucking bury it. And watch it go down slowly so you can feel the relief as that weight is lifted from your shoulders. No more attachments. No more shackles. Just death. In our society, death is portrayed with pain, with suffering, denial, mourning, and heartache. Understandably so, right? Because when we suffer the death of a spouse, a sibling, a son, a daughter a friend, someone close to us, our parents. It means that we won't see that person again. We won't be able to talk to them, hear their voice, hug them, kiss them. And it is. It's it's very sad. It's hurtful. But... It's the only thing that we have guaranteed in life that we're going to die. And then everyone that we know is going to die as well. So that's what we're going to do with the lazy you. We're going to kiss that person goodbye and start to rebuild. And this is going to be Life after death. Or to eliminate that negative connotation, we will call it a rebirth. You can make this ceremonial, right? Grab a box to metaphorically represent the coffin and fill it with old pictures of you, 
or pictures of the old you. Put in any clothing item that maybe you used to wear on those lazy, depressing days while you're sitting on the couch eating your life away. Anything that can remind you of those days, put it in that, fo- in that box and bury it. Grab some paper and write on it all the negative things that bring you down. Excuses, laziness, junk food, low self-esteem, self-loathe, depression, anxiety, pain bad habits, smoking, drinking, drugs, whether it is, or dependence, right? Whether it is from drugs or from persons or relationships. Put all that shit into the box. Bury it in your backyard and have a moment with yourself as you begin to plan your rebirth. Filled with a positive attitude, free from attachments, and focused on one thing and one thing only, being a better you, an improved version of you. Try to fill your, fill your house with positive reinforcers, mantras, affirmations, compassionate messages, and be kind to yourself, because this is going to be hard, it's going to be a painful process, And one of the hardest things is not wanting to resuscitate that old you. Why? Because it's so much fucking easier to sit on the couch and binge on a show on Netflix and shove food in your mouth, order fucking delivery food and just sit there going to waste. That is so much easier than getting up and running five miles or doing some push-ups or doing some squats Join in a fucking jiu-jitsu academy or join in a gym. Whatever it is, that new activity that can help you forge the new you. Forging the new you is going to take effort. It's going to take sweat. It's going to take tears, calluses, blood, time. It's going to take a huge amount of time invested in yourself. Creating or following an exercise program, a new nutrition plan, setting your goals, and approaching life with a renewed mindset. Do yourself a favor. Start setting small goals to begin. Look around your house. Look around your pantry, your room, your bathroom, your storage room. Start throwing away all that shit that you don't need anymore. Purge and clean your house. And then you will feel how your body and your mind start feeling that cleanse too. Spark some joy in your life. If you're not familiar with that, you can go to Netflix while you work out and watch that um, Asian lady do uh, spark and joy in uh, people's houses. But... For real, just get rid of the clutter, clothes, souvenirs, furniture, gadgets, etc. Try to minimize the spaces around you. If you have an empty room or a corner in your, in your house that's not being used, set up like a mindfulness room or a mindfulness space or corner where you can sit down, maybe read some positive material, maybe meditate, drink some tea, 
make it special make it um make it your 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 place of peace your safe space try some ambience ground background music candles use that space to really reconnect with yourself with your intentions with your goals that space can also be used to reconnect with your family if you feel you have a little estranged relationship bring your kids into the space and do a little circle and just talk talk how was your day how are you doing how are you feeling how are these fucking hor- raging hormones affecting you are you being bullied at school and social media what's going on what do you need in life the same with your wife sometimes your wife or your husband can tell you that everything is okay maybe just because they don't want to fucking argue or get into a long conversation about how many things can be going wrong and you still don't realize Get to connect with yourself and with the people close to you. Also, try to connect or reconnect, I should say, with nature. Try to go to the beach, to the mountains, take a hike, go to a freaking park. If you live here around Temecula, Marietta area, go to the uh, Santa Rosa Plateau and hike. Just lose yourself, immerse yourself. In nature, try to rewire your brain with clean, fresh air. Walking on a grass field, just barefoot, grounding yourself. Absorb the energy that only Mother Nature can give us. Always positive, nurturing energy. And remember that contact with nature also enhances our intuition. And without intuition, we are doomed to make the same mistakes over and over again. To date the same assholes over and over again. To go into business with the same fucking greedy people over and over again. You want to be a little bit more intuitive? Reconnect with nature, you know? And let this new you kind of like flourish in every aspect of your life. From the way you think and react to situations, having a positive mental attitude, from the way you dress, the way you walk, you will start feeling like you have more swag, you're more connected with the world. The way you shop for food, the music you listen to, Take chances and, like I said, start a new activity, a new hobby, something that requires a mind-body-spirit engagement, a craft class. Like I said, I will say it for the rest of my life. Try jiu-jitsu or pick up an instrument. Sign up for classes or teach yourself through YouTube videos how to play an instrument, not how to do jiu-jitsu. Because if you learn on YouTube... You realize once you step on the mats that it's a very fucking different thing. But, you know, give yourself an opportunity. Open your mind and open your heart to new possibilities. Um, to Because these are circumstances that are going to make you grow. As an individual. As a husband. As a wife. As a brother. As a sister. As a daughter. 
as a son, even as a parent, you know. So really go for it. Dedicate half an hour of your day if you listen to this and write down a couple of goals. Maybe fitness goals, health goals, nutrition goals. Little by little, start setting goals and then amplify. Amplify and dedicate yourself on fucking jumping all those hurdles and getting better and better and better. And remember, we're going to fail. We're going to fall down. You're going to get tapped out. You're going to play a wrong chord, a wrong note. That food's going to be too salty or too light on salt. But we keep going at it. We don't stop. Dare to take risks. Dedicate the rest of your life on taking risks so you can improve getting out of that comfort zone. Since today, the letter is D. Don't be a dick. Be a good person. Be kind. Be compassionate. Love. 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 And then... Love some more. Ciao, ciao.